Well, if I would have listened to the show, your little counter would have said one. <laughs> yeah, ding, ding. <laughs> That's a good point. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Well, this is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. Hey. What? Who's that? I don't know. That guy. Oh, Jay's with us again. Oh, I know the peanut gallery's in 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 town. Jay's with us again, which some days I'm not sure why. But what some you days. don't hear nothing? I've I've got it in my right ear, left ear. No, no. Bueno. Well, that's the correct way. Okay, fantastic, good. Then everything's working perfectly. How about now? Nothing. Yeah, same. I mean, I can function. But if that's a problem, if those are not working well, this is not good. He's going to try something He's else. He's going to try another <laughs> set. You got both sides there? This yeah. is not good. I wonder if it's just the, uh, I wonder if there's a bad cord. It's the color. Ooh, <laughs> the red. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is the David Allen Show, episode 75 here coming to you. We're recording this live in case you were uncertain of how we record these. We're live. This is October 6th at 6.45 p.m. And today so if a bunch of vampires were recording a podcast, could they never say we are recording this live? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would die. Okay. <clears throat> today I, is a monu- monumental moment. The last two shows we've done, I yeah. think. Yep. Yep. There's been a right, to- right Jay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the last two shows. Right. Yeah. There's been a, a theme. And uh-huh. that theme was swing and miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Democrats have played their what they consider their trump card, <clears throat> without it being. I see what you did there. The trump card uh, of sexual assault, alleging to stop a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Old Brett swinging a Miss Kavanaugh. Yep. So, uh, today, Saturday, I mean, they're working on weekends. The fact that we have this, these senators yeah, on that's weird. weekends. This is like probably the first Saturday they've worked in their career. But So, probably, so right? here's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> Check the ratings tomorrow morning of the Sunday morning talk shows. They're going to be awesome. The left, uh, hysterical, I can't yep. wait. Yep, and the I I guess I don't know what there is on the right Sunday morning talk shows. Maybe nothing. Um, is Chris Wallace would he be considered a well, uh, more on the right? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. <clears throat> yeah. So there'll be uh, Lindsey Graham will probably be on set, just grinning from ear to ear. Yeah, <laughs> old Lindsey. I mean, I this has been. <clears throat> I would think that this has been one of the best. The the only. Negative about him being confirmed mm-hmm. is that maybe fewer Republicans will go out and vote potentially. Do you think so? Because they won, yeah. And so now we don't have to actually really fight back. Yeah. And will do- this embolden the left more so? 
I don't think. Well, I, you know, tell me. I I think that the average, if you're talking the progressive, the lunatic left, yeah, the rabid left. Yeah, I think is what I'm talking but about. But to them, politics is a religion, anyways. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, I mean, they'll just be more entrenched in their their way of thinking. But I would think that the people that you'd want to impact are the more moderate on the left or the more left-leading right. Are are there those? Yeah, sure. Moderates on the left? Sure, of course. Where, who? I mean, do you have examples of them? Um, Well, like the the Democrat senator who voted for Kavanaugh. Manchin. He had no choice. That might be true. (laughs) <laughs> but you can't say that he's a progressive leftist. True. Very true. He was he in uh, Virginia? Yeah, Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. <clears throat> yeah. Now, that's a pretty liberal town. State. State. Uh, Not really. Well, no. The it, fact that he got a, he's elected in coal country as a Democrat, gov, uh, Democrat senator is kind of a big deal. He can't be very lefty to make it work. Yeah. There's like uh, so Colin it, Peterson. He's a Republican. He's a, he's a, um, a representative. Is that is that that guy that knelt during the? Um, <laughs> oh, that's Kaepernick. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they don't have anything in common. I don't th- other than Colin. I don't. I was <laughs> going to spell differently. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't see. I don't see in words like that, so I didn't see how he had said it in spelling. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, he's a he's a House of Representative in in. Oh, okay. Um, you know, uh, West Central Minnesota, and he's and he's a DFLer. He's a DFLer, but he's like um, he's pro-life. Moderate. Yeah, you know, he's one of the what are the blue, what do they call him? The blue dog Democrats, mm. I think they call him. A dino. Yeah, I, yeah, that would, would that be a good be? way of putting it. <clears throat> in some in some ways, yeah. which which actually kind of fits West Central Minnesota. Yeah, you've got a lot of. Farmers that like the, well, the farmers labor union. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so they've got that, but they're moral conservatives. So yeah. you end up with these, I want my subsidies, but. Oh, I this, want, so they want some, some yeah. government welfare at the, at the corporate side, but not as much in the. Yeah, we can't call it that, but. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, farm subsidies are a big business. So <clears throat> oh, your farm is. subsidies, yeah. but that's yeah. very much. Yeah. That's really where the farm labor union, I mean, that's that's kind of how yeah. that came about. But mm-hmm. you end up with these farmers that are very conservative morally. They've got conservative values, so they, they would morally vote Republican, but they don't want to give up the, the, the farm subsidies. So you do end up in rural Minnesota, or even probably a lot, and I would think in the Midwest, you end up with a lot of these moderates on, you know, in in that regard, like in the presidential races, they might vote Republican, but lo- more. But locally, local. it it doesn't matter. And I guess that's a good question. Does it really matter at the local state level as much in in our states, South I think, Dakota, Minnesota? I think by the time we get there, no, I don't think it's going to. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have your your people that pay attention on both sides of the fence, regardless of what the issue is, but. I bet you ninety percent of the general public now they're not paying attention. Not yeah. right now. It, it's too far out. A month is too far out right now. If this were, if this would have happened the week before, then it would have made a big difference. Mm. But there's going to be new news in the next month. This isn't going to be new. Yeah. 
No, <laughs> no, but it'll be beaten to death yeah. by then. So uh, to kind of cap this last two episodes, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, swing and a miss, <laughs> was sworn in Saturday night, today, as the 114th Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. After a wrenching debate over sexual misconduct and judicial temperament that shattered the Senate, captivated the nation, and ushered in an acrimonious new level of polarization. Now encroaching on the court that the 53-year-old judge may well swing rightward for decades to come. Even as Kavanaugh took his oath of office in a quiet private ceremony, not long after the narrowest Senate confirmation in nearly half a century. No. A century and a half, protesters chanted outside the court building across the street from the Capitol. The climactic 50 to 48 roll call capped a fight that seized the national conversation after claims emerged that he had sexually assaulted women three decades ago. Allegations he emphatically denied. Those accusations transformed the clash from a routine struggle over judicial ideology into an angry jumble of questions about victims' rights, the presumption of innocence, and personal attacks on nominees. His confirmation provides a a defining accomplishment for President Donald Trump and the Republican Party, which found a unifying force in the cause of putting a new conservative majority in the court. Before the sexual accusations grabbed the Senate's and the nation's attention, Democrats had argued that Kavanaugh's rulings and writings as an appeals court judge had raised serious concerns about his views on abortion rights and a president's right to bat away legal probes. Trump, flying to Kansas for a political rally, flashed a thumbs-up gesture when the tally was announced and praised Kavanaugh for being, quote, able to withstand this horrible, horrible attack by the Democrats. He later telephoned his congratulations to the new justice, then at the rally returned to his own attack on the Democrats as an angry left-wing mob. Like Trump, senators at the Capitol predicted voters would react strongly by defeating the other party's candidates in the next month's congressional elections. Quote, It turned our base on fire, declared Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, but Democratic leader Chuck U. Schumer of New York forecasts gains for his party instead. Change must come from where change in America always begins, the ballot box. The justices themselves made quite a show of solidarity. Kavanaugh was sworn in by Chief Justice John Roberts and the man he's replacing, retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy. As fellow justices Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, RBG, and Elena Kagan looked on two conservatives and two liberals. Still, Kagan noted the night before that Kennedy has been, quote, a person who found the center, and it's not so clear we'll have that now. Boy, that's an interesting take. They're already picking sides. This new, like the, the, the new blood on mm-hmm. the court. Kagan, she's the newest from Obama. Mm-hmm. And now... Well, second newest. No, she was before Sotomayor, wasn't she? Oh well, I'm she, she, she's the late, she's the one that Barry got to put on yeah, the, yeah. the newest one from yep. from the left. Yep. <clears throat> Noisy to the end, the Senate battle featured a call of the roll that was interrupted several times by protesters shouting in the spectators' gallery before the Capitol police removed them. Vice President Mike Pence presided; his potential tie-breaking vote unnecessary. 
Trump has not Trump has now put his stamp on the court with his second justice in as many years. Yet Kavanaugh is joining under a cloud. Accusations from several women remain under scrutiny, and House Democrats have pledged further investigation if they win the majority in November. Outside groups are culling an unusually long paper trail from his previous government and political work. Now they're culling what does that mean? They're gonna they're culling an unusual long paper trail. If you cull something, what do you do? You set it aside. Remove it. You take so they're taking it out? Is that the proper word from the Associated Press? No, they're the selecting. unbiased they're, pro Associated Press. They're taking they're taking a selection. Okay. It's not it's not cutting out. It's like it's like sampling. So if you cull the herd, what do you do? You pull out pieces of it? Yeah. You're, you're yeah, taking, you pull out from the herd. You're taking samples from the herd. All right. Kavanaugh. But fa- isn't it like culling, too, if there's, um, <clears throat> like, You, you get some rid of, of them, the bad stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I you know, I've seen it like that, too. Mm. But if it's taking samples. That was my word. That was just kind of, I was trying to, you know. Help him understand a little mm-hmm. English language. <laughs> As exhausted senators prepared for Saturday's vote, some were flanked by security guards. Hangers, hangers, and worse have been delivered to their. Oh, okay. Hangers and worse have been delivered to their offices. A Roe v. Wade reference. Some 164 people were arrested, most for demonstrating on the Capitol steps. 14 for disrupting the Senate's roll call vote. So I heard someone recently compare this idea where people say, well, we got we, we got to keep abortion legal because as soon as you, you make it illegal, then it's going to get back in the back alleys. It's going to get in the dark. It's going to get worse. It's not we, we got to keep it legal so we can make sure it's safe. Hmm. And the person said, so then we need to legalize rape. Yes. To keep it safe. Yes. Because right now it's illegal and it happens in the dark. It happens in the, and there's no, there's no safety net. There's no way to make sure it's, it's a good thing. And too many women. That's right. Feel shamed by it. Yeah. Let's, let's legalize it and then maybe even create some opportunity. like Some rape centers. A rape center, a rape room perhaps. Yeah. So you can like, that's where you go. It's well lit. It's uh-huh. it's clean. Maybe mm-hmm. there's some soft blankies on the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That would be the compassionate thing to do. I think so. Let's yeah. legalize it. Yep. I like the way you think. So, to put a cap on the, this confirmation process, a swing and a miss, he got a base hit. He did. Well. Is that what we call it? Would it be a base hit? He got hit by a ball or maybe uh <laughs> oh, or is, oh, is this, uh, what would that be? Would it be a deliberate walking? Yeah. When you throw, the catcher stands up and moves to the side. It's yeah. like the way that you an pronounce intentional that. walk. Yeah. Yeah. It's, walk? it's an L in that word. Walking. There is. <laughs> well. <clears throat> I think he made it to third base. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so anyway, he's he's on the court. He's he's the guy. He's there. I'm excited to see the chaos that breaks out next. 
and I haven't had a chance to be on the face bag recently Ooh. just to see what all of the people that were hashtag stop Kavanaugh, hashtag believe survivors, hashtags I'm with Ford, all these hashtags. You know, I'm te- you know what I'm tempted on doing? No, do it. Tell me. At least with Facebook. <laughs> Burn it down. No, you can go on Facebook <clears throat> and um, now you're less typical because you didn't graduate from high school, but you could create, if you, like if, say, the, the, the town that I graduated from, I could create a person with a typical Scandinavian last name and start at, uh, put a bunch of information in there, like uh, I graduated from Indianapolis High School or something like that. Anyways, with the whole point, telling them that, yeah, I, I, I lived in Ortonville when we were in fifth grade, and my grandpa, he, uh, he was born and he died in Ortonville back in the 70s. You could make a, 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 a plausible character... And then make this character outrageously progressive. I mean, saying radically progressive things beyond the pale and see how many people would cheer him on. Do you know what I mean? I think that would be a, a cool so do it. Me. Do it. You create a fake person. Yeah. Just using an identity that is real, though. Yeah, using an identity. Would, would a this, name, but... I mean, it, it can't be illegal. No. Because, I mean, you could be the person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're technically, Facebag says that you're supposed to use your real name. Yep. And if you don't, then they'll kick you off. Well, how are they going to police that? Well, they do. catfishing? But, what's that? Isn't that catfishing? Uh, only if I'm, like, isn't that only if I'm, like, trying to establish a romantic relationship? Or if you're trying to pretend, I, uh, I don't know about romantic, but if you're if you're trying to get somebody else, well, actually, yeah, it is catfishing. So I don't think it's about. I don't think catfishing is has to be romantic. So is this the thing when you're in the water all together and you're reaching up into the hole under the the shore and you grab the catfish? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the twilight zone today. <laughs> I just no, but but. To create a character. Yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. But, but what, what would be the see, end goal? Just to see how many people jumped on board and yeah, said, yeah, go ju- get them? Yeah. You know, put out false information mm-hmm. about things and see how many people would would pass that on to other people. Oh, it'd be outrageous. A woman that Christine Blase Ford claimed was at the party for Supreme Court nominee, Supreme Court justice now, Brett Kavanaugh, swinging a miss, allegedly assaulted her circa 1982. She told FBI investigators that Dr. Ford's, quote, allies tried to pressure her to change her story about what happened. Leland Kaiser told investigators that Ford's friend, former FBI agent Monica McLean, had urged her to alter the original statement that she gave about not remembering any such party and not knowing Kavanaugh. Oh my goodness. The journal noted, the Wall Street Journal, the journal noted that Kaiser's statement to the FBI offered, quote, a glimpse into how Dr. Ford's allies were working behind the scenes to lobby old classmates to bolster their versions of the alleged incident. Is this whole thing just straight up 
made up, straight up made up. Well, would it be surprising? Well, no, not coming from Diane Feinstein and the left. Even though her staff wouldn't have done this, they I wouldn't mean, have leaked it. So, to throw away, if you just throw away any any idea of conspiracy, and just take a look at just the boiled down facts of this, this this guy went through six background investigations by mm-hmm. the FBI in the past. Nothing ever showed up. But they never in they never interviewed his best best and only freshman roommate. From college. <laughs> so the idea that you get this far in your career, you go through six different FBI investigations, no indication of this at all has ever popped up. Mm-hmm. No no character flaws, no inconsistencies with character flaws in all of the investigations, all of the interviews in the past. And then it pops up on this one. And it wants to be confidential. It's just, it, it smells weird. It just, it just smells weird. And I think, I think we're, I keep reiterating this to anybody I talk to. It's, it's, there's an, there's arguments that are occurring or debates that are occurring that are between fact and emotion Mm -hmm. because emotion gets the media Yeah, and you can't, it doesn't matter what the facts are Mm -hmm. anymore. I mean, we figured that out. Yep. It doesn't matter what the facts are. You can't fight an emotional argument with facts. So, I mean, it's just, it's not, this isn't going to get better. Mm. Every appointment, every election, it's always going, it's going to continue to get worse. But it's also ideological. So it's not just emotional. It's, they, they're putting on glasses and they see everything through the filter of those glasses and their worldview like the progressives, you can't, there's nothing you can say. So I, I got to read this. So well, this is, go ahead. No, I, I had one more thought. Is this a, like, can we really go back and pin all of this on Harry Reid? Uh, no, I think it's, I think it's been progressive. I mean, can you, are you saying well, no, because the, the, of the, the, fact, the fact that he's the guy, filibuster got rid of when the they filibuster? were in charge, he removed the need for a 60 vote majority yeah. on yeah. judges. Yes. He did that. The nuclear option. They used yes. it. Yes. And and everyone said this is going to backfire. Mm-hmm. Is this can we go back and point to Absolutely. this is because of his decision to ram through a judge that Obama wanted and they wanted to push through Absolutely. that this is just repercussion. Yep. That na- now the the table is set. This is how we run and so it's this way forever now. Probably. But you, I think I think it say. goes I think it goes <clears throat> further back than that. I think it's we've we've reached a point that the the justice department has become a political arm as what the the justice department has become a political arm oh yeah i mean that's that's where we are Mm -hmm. and it's not it's it's not supposed to be that way it shouldn't be that way but it's it's but so is the state department so is the cia so is the fbi in many cases right i I gotta read this because this i think this goes to uh, it it kind of um, reiterates where we are as a society in emotion versus fact. Doomed. Now, keep in mind this is this is off of the blaze. Why do I have to keep that in mind? No, because it's just it's it's at least worth noting. But they asked they asked some protesters two questions. 
the questions that they asked. Um, does Kavanaugh deserve due process? Ooh. And is Kavanaugh innocent until proven guilty? And these are just a, a sampling of some of the answers. In terms of him deserving due process, I should say, quote, quote, in terms of him deserving due process, he went for this position. It's what he has to go through, end quote. Next, next answer. In short. So that was answering the question, does he deserve due process? Yeah. So too bad too for quite, him. Yeah too, quite, yeah, too bad for him. That's, it's what he signed up for. Uh, next one, quote, not in this case, end quote. <laughs> for why, there's no reference as to why, what logic you would use. Okay, ready? This one's even better. Quote, this is not about innocent until proven guilty. Yes, Kavanaugh is innocent until proven guilty, but that's not what this is about. This isn't court. This is a job interview. End quote. And so you're guilty then no matter what because it's a job inter job interview. So did, did either of you watch uh, uh, Senator Collins' speech? I saw most of it. And the peanut gallery did, I think. Who? Yeah. Who? Senator Collins. I don't know. From Maine. From Maine. I didn't see the speech, no. Um, she, it was short. Yeah, but she had a, a really good, well, it was 20 minutes. 43 minutes long. Was it really that yeah. long? Oh, I thought it was 20 minutes. Anyways, I watched 20 minutes of it because that was how long the video was. But she... Um, she said she had a comment about passions, um, that when passions are inflamed, um, it was it was something like you have to be careful when passions are inflamed because then, um, let me let me look it up. Okay, I'm gonna finish reading these answers because they get worse. Ooh, or better. Or better. Okay. So remember, does he deserve due process and is he innocent until proven guilty? Uh, quote, the thing is, it's not really about innocent until guilty. This is about Kavanaugh, how he will not stay still long enough to take responsibility for what really happened. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh. I mean, this is a sham. It's a total freaking sham. End quote. This one's even better. <laughs> quote, they're letting Kavanaugh be innocent until proving guilty, but, but what about Dr. Ford? I mean, hello. <laughs> End quote. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, quote, his temperament is insane. His rulings are nonsense. He is a nasty, evil, horrible human being, end quote. <laughs> and the final one that he put on his website was, quote, due process is not what we are about. That is not the issue, end quote. That's what that he interviewed some of the progress. He called them progressive protesters. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up is I think that is, <clears throat> that's what the media caters to. It's the emotional side because it gets ratings, it, it creates more news. But I think uh, that the media inflames it because they have an ideological um, yeah. agenda that they want to push forward. Did you hear Ted Koppel? Because it sells out. Bring that up. But I think the, the, the majority of them, it's not, if it was about advertisement, they wouldn't. Uh, like CNN, MSNBC, they wouldn't be uh, so ideologically on the left because they they can't they can't even touch Fox News. I mean, they have a, a raw agenda that they're moving forward. Anyways, what what? <coughs> Ellen, what what'd you say about Ted Koppel? Oh, he brought up the point that that CNN specifically and MSNBC they need Trump because Trump equals ratings. Oh, and without, yeah. without Trump, their ratings fall to the ground. 
and he brought this up, and it's funny because Brian Stelter, whatever his name is, um, he's like, Brian he's, an idiot. <laughs> he's like, no, Ted, <laughs> you don't really mean that. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just, you're just talking for laughs. You don't really mean that. <laughs> Ted Koppel's like, no, just look at it. He said, let's take MSNBC. How many times, like, it is wall to wall Trump on their network. Yes. Now it's hate, Trump hate, but without without Trump, they don't have their content. Nobody cares because they have they fester this Trump hate thing. And so without them, they'll drop 20, 30, I don't know, 40 percent. Yeah, but if they were fair is, and balanced. But think, but think about that. They can't afford for Trump to be to go away. Their, their news industry, like their channels, if they lose 30 to 40 percent of their revenue and their ratings, that's how they sell ads based on ratings. They have no more ratings that are worth anything. Their ad value goes down. So but, what do they do? Do they drop their anchors? Do they drop their talent? Well, they're gonna they're gonna go to controversy. Of course they are. But the things that they say and the things that they push um, are not logical. If you wanted, um, if you wanted good ratings, now pushing Trump in the short term might help, mm-hmm. but in the long in the long run, it's not going to help. Because you're just going to have the same people participating in this echo chamber. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I would think that right now it's helping them a lot, but there's there's so much um, distaste for Trump and so much anger that it doesn't seem to me that ratings could be their top... They. It seems me that they're trying to push an ideological position. Yeah, but when you have someone... And that's priority number one. when you have the other side who is Trump evil yep. as the bad guy... But what did they if, do if, with, he would with be quiet, If he would be quiet, though, there would be nothing. They, they, would, they would have nothing to do but because like, they wouldn't have anything to say. They would have to try to think and be actual journalists, which... All they care about is reading Trump's tweets and saying how bad they are and how much he's horrible. Another que- I have a question. And Christine Blase Ford needs to be believed. How, how much of this pushing is um, a result of the CIA? You mean because they're everywhere in the news? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Huh. There's word out there that moveon.org, on Thursday actually, they sent out a letter say what they're going to do about this thing. So moveon.org is funded a lot by George Soros. He's a big, a big funder of them, mm-hmm. or a big piece of their money. The organization wrote <clears throat> in an email this week that it was planning to escalate pressure on key senators, especially Susan Collins, which apparently didn't work. Um, they will hold Republicans accountable. This is what they're going to do. We will not forget their party's actions at last week's hearing. Their unwavering support for Kavanaugh and their attempts to discredit Dr. Blase Ford. It's nauseating. It's just, it's to the point, I mean, how everybody that is here was alive during the, the Clinton scandal. And that was not supposed to be made out to be this big deal. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He was impeached but not removed. And right. And he's fine. Like, he, yeah. Why was that not a big deal? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was evidence and admission of that. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Kind of. Kind of admission after I the want, fact. Kind of. I want you to listen to me. Yeah. I want the American people to listen to me. You know, I did not have sex with that woman. Relations. Relations. Sexual relations with that woman. 
I, I mean, it just, it's like, one of the things that I found fascinating, too, in the beginning of this, I, I was just, I was kind of stunned that it became such a big deal so quickly. It became volcanic over an allegation that was 35 plus years old. Which makes you think that it's contrived because... Because there was nothing in the gap. Yeah, was there was like no chewing on anything. anything in the gap. And I told my wife early on, I'm like, man, I just think that it would almost be better for him to say, yeah, that might have been me. I, I could have gotten hammered at a college party, and I might have done that. And I'm sorry, but you can tell by my last 35 years that I must have learned something. I don't think that was me, but, you know, maybe it was. Well, he's never going to do that because he's well, an attorney. <laughs> I, I know he's never going to do that, but he could say, to the best of my recollection, I, I made some stupid mistakes when I was young. I don't believe I did anything like that. But setting that aside, look at the rest of my life. Well, I mean, it was just my, my principal point was we're really going to hang a guy, not we, but the media is going to hang a guy mm -hmm. for something that might have been done at a college drinking party. But he, he was in high school when this happened. He was 15 or 16. There were a couple of allegations well, yeah. from college. <coughs> oh, that yeah, he, that the shut he down exposed fast, himself. Right. Yeah, oh, but okay. I'm just... And really, my, who has it? My... Po oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My, my... I just don't... I just didn't get it. It's like, how can this be the determining factor for any position? I mean, if I was judged today off of some of the things I did when I was 17... In the military... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, But I think you you made a good point on how how it just exploded. And it was something that um, the fake outrage right off the get-go. And then it was the fanning of the flames. And it was the... The grandstanding the, by the senators. Yeah, my word. That the whole hypocrisy thing. was crazy because mm -hmm. it wasn't that big of a deal that Obama might have smoked a little weed no, when he, he was did. in college. He said he did. But it was like, but that was college, right? Yeah, yeah. And we don't need to care about that. That's in the past. That's what I'm, I mean. That's yeah. kind of my point. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, we know so, that the hypocrisy exists, but I just how volcanic this got over an issue that, and I'm not, I'm not condoning that. If something happened to her, if that happened to her, and that part of it wasn't made up, but she somehow has in her mind that it was Kavanaugh, but it wasn't. Okay, maybe it happened to her. I, I don't know if it did or didn't, but if it did. That's terrible, and I feel really bad for her. But I gotta say, thirty-five years, and now you're gonna bring that up. But, and it wasn't. I mean, but here's the other thing: you can't really say this out loud, but I'm going to. Even if it was him and it did happen, is there even a crime? Is that a crime? At the time, thirty-five years ago, it probably would not have been criminally prosecuted. So, but and now, but, but, I think but it there would. was, but there was no rape. It would have been attempted. If anything, it could it have been was, considered attempted. It could have been, but... It would have been battery. Okay. But... Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, potentially. But here's, here's the other thing. Say Kavanaugh did do it. Say all that happened. She said what she said from her perspective, that he did this. Okay. Now, maybe he was drunk, didn't know what he was doing, didn't know who he was doing it with. Maybe, in his mind, she was wanting to make out with him. Maybe... He was doing a joke in his own mind, as sick as it is, and there was absolutely no attention, intention of raping her or trying to hurt her or whatever, and it was all from her perspective. I'm not saying that 
35 years thir- yeah 35 years ago but even at that time even if it happened at that time you have one person's side of the story of something that that happened over 30 seconds or something like that because it doesn't sound like this was something that lasted for a long period of time worst case scenario he attempted to do something but maybe maybe i'm not condoning it i'm not saying it's okay but it might not have at least in his mind had been anything like that and she misconstrued it and that's kind of my point it's i'm thinking back at 16 17 18 even 20 early 20s if we're talking late high school early college 35 years ago first of all social culture was very very different 35 years ago than it is today but 35 years ago if that happened even if it happened exactly like she phrased it happened how many 16 17 18 year old boys or girls attempted to make their way when hammered oh yeah and it didn't happen or maybe it did how many 16 not to be vulgar and i don't mean to be vulgar but how many 16 17 18 year old boys grabbed a boob because they had too many beers at a party oh yeah how often did that happen how many times did a girl's butt get grabbed I'm not condoning well, at, the behavior. At a concert. I mean, that, you get down in the Again, pit of a concert, all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I am not condoning the behavior. Well, sure. And if it happened, I feel very bad for her. I'm just simply saying, if that occurred 35 years ago, the, the, it's not right. But the social culture, A, was different. And B, at that age, the idea of trying to hold a 53-year-old man accountable to what his 16- or 17-year-old self did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's where I was so confused and how volcanic this guy. Well, it just it, didn't it make changes sense. the game for everybody in government and anyone. I mean, every police officer now. Are we going to go back to how they were in high school and and investigate anything that could have possibly been done? I mean, I have kids in this building every day now, high school kids. Do do I need to be coaching them now? You guys, you need to you need to keep your calendars up to date. Everything you do, write these oh, on a calendar because yeah. in thirty years you need to keep that thing and to know where you were, what you did, who you did it with. And why? Now that's not a bad thing to do anyway. But you know what though? Really? Social media is going to do that for no. for it, probably the wrong way. No, that's them. what I'm yeah, saying. It is. Exactly. It's going to go the wrong way. I mean, how many social media mistakes do 15 year olds make today? So here, here's the question: If if Kavanaugh swinging a miss had said that, you know, it could have been me, and I'm sorry if he'd gone that route. I think it would have been a double-edged sword. More would have come out of the woodwork. Oh, it would have been horrible. But what I'm wondering is by him not doing that. Did that then leave open the possibility of a defamation lawsuit, uh, for real? Oh, um, against her. I don't know if he was thinking about that, but okay, no, he, someone is. He's an attorney, right? He's yeah. so he's going to think like an attorney. Yeah, you got self protection. Yeah, so he's not going to admit to anything. I thought he was a judge. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> they tend to be the same thing. <laughs> so you're better off. I mean, even who's going to. <laughs> When I was in eighth grade, there was this kid who would walk around, and he would constantly grab young ladies' bottoms. I mean, he would do it all the time. I don't know what he's doing now. Maybe he's a politician, but he was 14 years old at the time. Running for attorney general? Sorry. (laughs) Is he going to remember that? That's that's my point. He's not going to remember that. I mean, the stuff that I don't remember that I did at that age, but I know there's some things that I can think about that I remember, and it's like... Oh, and someone might remember them and bring them up. That stuff that Mm -hmm. came up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to some of those women who that or young ladies that had happened to, they might remember that and be very offended. But from his perspective, 
I mean, with the hormones raging no. and you're being no. stupid and whatnot, no. it's like okay, no. I can. If I can, you guys had kept your calendars up to date, you would be fine. I think a, cl- <laughs> a, a, a perfect example. I was 16 years old. I I was coming home from work and I was giving my girlfriend a ride. Do we need home to censor this? No, it doesn't have to be censored. But we used to do. We both worked I mean, together. For self-protection. No, no, no. We. I've told my wife the story. <laughs> No, That's I what I meant. I, I believe you. No, right. it's just the point is we would when we would work uh, at a fast food restaurant and close the restaurant in the summer, we would drive home together and we'd stop and park on the way home. I can imagine how easy would it be if I ran for office for mm-hmm. her to claim that one of those yeah. events or all of those events were pressured. Mm-hmm. I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Was there more pressure than probably should have been? Yeah, probably. I would imagine I was sixteen. Guess what was, was on in, my mind? Was it in your calendar? I didn't know, what it, I didn't know how to spell calendar. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. during those years, I mean, that's what I'm saying. How do we hold a 53-year-old that does that for 35 years does not have that in his character? I think it's because this is a lifetime appointment. No, no. I think what it is is that precedent, I think, is a, the, it's a terrible precedent. The progressive women would say, this is the issue, men, mm-hmm. the patriarchy. We need to have fewer men and more women because this would never happen. A woman doesn't do this sort of thing, which is true. Unless a woman what? is crazy. I think as a general rule, that's correct. I, I would say, though, that more and more women are getting caught up in in the world of um, sex trafficking because there's a lot of money in it. But I'm talking I'm talking about the whole hormone thing. A woman is not no, going to walk different. up and grab a guy. Uh, I would disagree with that now. The, I disagree with that now. Now... I'm not saying that women don't do that, but that's not normal for women. You ever heard of Janet Napolitano? I think, I, I, here's where I'm going to dis. I understand your point, mm-hmm. and I know the point you're attempting to make. I'm, what I'm saying is that today, the kids of today in high school today, it is just as acceptable for a woman to act in the same way. We'll call it, it's okay for a girl to sleep around and a guy to sleep around. But it's equal opportunity at this that, point. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, what I'm talking about is that a woman, if she had a choice, with all the pressure removed, she's going to want to talk. Oh, I see what you mean. Rather than to make out and have sex. That's such a sexist thing to say. <laughs> but, it's, but you know. No, I, no it's, it's hormonal. It's instinctive. Absolutely. It's like, I, I understand what and you're saying. So, and so, so young men are, any, any young man, just think back to how insane you were when you were 14, 15, 16. No, I agree. And you had no control over it. And nobody has, I mean, what I mean, you don't have control over the feelings and everything else. Um, and if there are opportunities that present themselves, it's it would be very easy for a young man to take advantage of a young woman. Oh, wait a minute. Hasn't PMS been used as a, as a qualified defense tactic? In that I killed him because I had PMS? Or raged. Sure. So is that, is that a similar hormonal issue that gets used? I, I, and I'm asking sincerely. Ha, I, know that, I know that that as a defense has been attempted, but I don't know if it's been successful. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I would doubt that it would be successful just because of the Pandora box that it would open. Yeah. Same thing with um, somebody who's bipolar. If you okay. kill somebody when you're bipolar, you still know what's right. Still hit, yeah. I, just, I, I think that the, the, the paradigm shift of holding somebody accountable for what they did as a teenager is an enormous paradigm shift. And I, I think similar to the analogy that this, or I guess it's not an analogy, but this is a, an unintended consequence of Harry Reid removing 
the 60 vote requirement. Yeah. So now we get to do this. Yeah. I suspect that the holding accountable in the teenage years is going to get used against that. This is going to be a paradigm shift in how people are evaluated. So do you, do you think then that this will become like, like it will be encouraged for any female associate of any male, especially in the Republican side, it'll be encouraged for the female possible um, prey of these men to come forward and tell their story every think, time now, no matter what. I think that'll be the story of choice for a while. Is this going to change our regular just campaigning? I mean, look, look at Keith Ellison in Minnesota. Running for I'd attorney general. Not. And we're not. I know. I'd rather not we'll, look we'll at we'll that. Refrain, it scares but, me. But I mean, he's he's uh, you know not wanting to talk about the current accusations. He when you when you bring up, I watched an interview the other day with him, and the lady brought up uh, that, and he went back to an old one that got had been proven false, and he talked about that, and it was proven false. He really didn't want to talk about the current one, because well, no, the, that one in two thousand five that wasn't true, and so it's fine. Except this new one. Seems to be not just nothing. I think that sexual assault, sexual inappropriate behavior, I think that's the subject matter of today. Is it but I subjective, think to... though? And who is writing the rules? I think it's what gains traction. I mean, what was the argument two years ago? Two years ago, it was Black Lives Matter. Last year, it was transgender. Now we're dealing with the Me Too movement. I don't know what it's going to be next year, but I do think it's going to be... But I going back to, C to CNN... The reason why these things have exploded is that very progressive, left-leaning news organizations will take things that aren't news and make them news. Or take things that are marginally news and just blow it up. Um, look at the Black Lives Matters. Look at, um, what was that, uh, Mike Brown, who got shot by the cop in, down by Kansas City and that whole mm -hmm. thing that happened. Yeah. Rather than the news fairly reporting what was going on. Well, um, even after proven innocent. Even after proving innocent, why not? Still guilty. Why not present the truth and say this is the truth of what happened? But they don't do that because they have an agenda. Like th there's a clip on YouTube of the chief of police. Um, he's he's talking to um, he's talking to reporters, and like the day before, he was uh, what was it? They had like some kind of news conference, something going on um, regarding uh, a black young black man who got shot by a cop, and th I think that's what what it was. Anyways, reporters saw him on his on his cell phone, looking at his cell phone, you know, for a good portion of the time. And this big thing came out in the news that he doesn't care. He's sitting on his phone when they're having this discussion about or news conference about this some young black guy, and. Um. Uh, actually, that would be a great one to play on uh, to play it, Craig. Um, what to play this video? What's it called? Chief of police. Uh, go Milwaukee. Chief of police goes off. It was a uh, a police commission meeting. It would be Chief Flynn after November 6th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The after November 6th meeting? Yes. Listen to this. Well, hold on. We can't listen to it yet. Why not? Well, I hear a lot of things. Um, certainly, there are some folks in this community that are legitimately grieving, and we've heard from them. There are a lot of folks who believe the First Amendment only applies to them. They took great pains to shout down anybody that disagrees with them. 
despite my ongoing disagreements with the police union, I have to say that their members tonight conducted themselves, I thought, with great restraint, given the ad hominem invective that was being invective that was being unleashed on uh, their work personally and the police department generally. So, you know, this is a controversy. This is a tragedy. I've said it over and over again. It's a tragedy for the family, tragedy for Officer Manning. It's a tragedy for the community. And I'm not blind to the fact that there's a lot of people lining up to take advantage of this uh, tragedy to flog their own uh, agendas, and that was clear tonight as well. Ed, you're accused of saying something to one of the protesters or one of the people in the, in the stands. He accused you of... You, I, you know, he was making so much noise, I have no idea what he's talking about. But uh, he feels insulted. Uh, too bad. What's your response to some of the people that thought you were being disrespectful by being on your phone and not being attentive to them? Well, I was on my phone, and yes, that's true. I was following the developments with a five-year-old little girl sitting on her dad's lap who just got shot in the head by a drive-by shooting. And if some of the people here gave a good goddamn about the victimization of people in this community by crime, I take some of their invective more seriously. The greatest racial disparity in the city of Milwaukee is getting shot and killed. Hello. 80% of my homicide victims every year are African American. 80% of our aggravated assault victims are African American. 80% of our shooting victims who survived their shooting are African American. Now they know all about the last three people that have been killed by the Milwaukee Police Department over the course of the last several years. There's not one of them can name last one of the last three homicide victims we've had in this city. Now, there's room for everybody to participate in fixing this police department, and I'm not pretending we're without sin. But this community's at risk already. And it's not because men and women in blue risk their lives protecting it. It's at risk because we have large numbers of high-capacity quality firearms in the hands of remorseless criminals who don't care who they shoot. Now, I'm leaving here to go to that scene. And I take it personally, okay? We're going up there, and there's a bunch of cops processing a scene of a dead kid. And they're the ones that are going to be out there patrolling and stopping sus suspects and they have guns under the front seat. They're the ones that are going to take the risks of their lives to try to clean this thing up. All right? We're responsible for the things we get wrong and we take action. We've arrested cops, we've fired cops, and so on. But the fact is that the people out here, some of them, who have the most to say are absolutely MIA when it comes to the true threats facing this community. And it gets a little tiresome and we start getting yelled at for reading the updates of the kid that gets shot. Yeah, you take it personal. Okay? Now, no offense, but I'm going up there now. None taken. So your point. My point <laughs> is um, that sort of thing should be on every news station. That's, that's the sort of stuff that should uh, be fair and balanced. That, that sort of stuff. But they're not going to take that. They might. It doesn't fit the agenda. It doesn't fit their agenda. It'll, they be, might, a, it'll be a meme of him on, on his phone. Uh, mm -hmm. Or it might be, oh, oh he's, he doesn't have the temperament to be police chief. He yelled at us. You know? And it's, it's, that's, the, that's the sort of stuff that... Um, uh, I think the reason why CNN and MSNBC are never going to, you know, rise to where they were, because the average person isn't going to um, appreciate or watch that kind of uh, garbage when they're not taking um, truth seriously. But I watch that every once in a while, uh, because that police chief actually is a Democrat, too. It's, he's not a Republican. That police chief is anti-gun, wants all, you know, wants to get rid of the Second Amendment, all that sort of stuff. Um, but you can see the truth coming. I mean, so you can't say that that is some, you know, redneck conservative. Um, but, yeah. I feel like we're all over the place. Like a shotgun? <laughs> I do. I feel like we're all over the place. But I do think, I mean... Going going back to my point, somehow I, I I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around how that tied in. Um, it, totally valid point, but it it's are we are we moving into an era 
what, why that why I played yeah. that. Remind me somewhere I lost how that connected. Uh, because uh, I was I was bringing up about how the media has an agenda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Thank you. And the whole point of that is that that's not something. Yeah, they won't play that. They're not going to play no. that. Even though he, like you said, he does agree with a lot of their philosophy that guns are bad and shouldn't be on the streets unless the cops have them. Yes. Government needs them only because yes. then we don't know that they're under the seat of the car. They're stopping. Well, those are the guys that are going to go out there. Now, is that assumption just based off of that 30-second clip, or is there more that you've read of him? There's more that I've read okay, of, all right. of him. I, giving, I wanted to make sure we weren't yeah. making this massive assumption. On we can do that. Hello. Well, that's true. We could. Just like yeah. everyone else. And uh, there was a um, there was a sheriff, a black sheriff from Milwaukee. I can't remember Clark. I think it was yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, <clears throat> and this guy just bad mouth said a lot of negative things about the sheriff of I think it's Milwaukee County. Or I think that's where he, what he was. Um, <clears throat> so I s- started reading up about him. Okay. Well, I think the Me Too thing is what's hot today. I tend to believe that that's going to disappear and turn into something else just like last year it was transgender the year before it was black lives matter it's going to be something different next year i don't know top news on google right now this from wlox.com mp jackson mississippi pictures of the forest hill high school halftime band performance during their game against brookhaven high school are going viral on social media Many are saying that performance depicted students dressed as doctors and nurses holding SWAT team members at gunpoint. Two Brookhaven police officers were killed in the line of duty responding to a shots fired call last week. One of the Facebook posts has been shared over 900 times. Ooh. Jackson Public School Superintendent Derek, or Dr. Eric L. Green released a statement on Saturday today. On behalf of the Jackson Public Schools District, or JPS, I want to offer my deep and sincere apologies for the performance by the Forest Hill High School Band during Friday's football halftime show in Brookhaven. Based loosely on the movie John Q, the band's performance depicted a hostage scene that included toy guns. JPS has a great deal of respect and appreciation for our law enforcement partners. The band's performance does not depict the values and people in our community. Okay, what what actually happened? And was incredibly insensitive to the students, families, law enforcement officials, and the entire Brookhaven community. So the high school band... I don't know if they normally do this, but half of them dressed up as doctors and nurses and then pretended to to have SWAT team members be held hostage on the ground of the football field during the halftime show. What was the point? Well, that's what he was reading. <coughs> we don't know the point other than, I don't know. Supposedly, the band claims that the point was they were trying to just reenact from the movie John Q or John Q Public or John Q something John like that. John Q is what they said. Okay. Was Denzel. So the movie was Denzel Washington has a son that is dying, and he holds people hostage to get the hospital to to, oh, fix, to fix his, his son. Kid. So they're claiming that they were trying to reenact that. I don't know, but that's the hottest news right now. Because Kavanaugh's over, we need something else. Many left comments saying they were shocked and outraged by the performance. Our band director picks our show themes. Not everyone is going to like them, but I didn't know why anyone would pick something like this. You'd think some of the students would speak up and say something, even if we had a bunch of unnecessary shootings anywhere. Don't understand. Wonder if they'll perform this this at band competition. What is an unnecessary shooting as opposed to a necessary shooting? 
well, a necessary shooting would be <laughs> I'm in my house and an intruder walks in to harm my family. It is necessary for me <clears throat> to shoot to... What if he thought he was in his own house? Mm. You should have known that. We wouldn't know that. <laughs> you should have. Uh, another top news on Google News. Melania Trump doesn't really care what you think about her offensive African safari outfit. There's also talk that she said that she confiscates Trump's phone regularly. What does that mean? So is she tweeting for him? <laughs> oh. I think she's trying to say she controls his tweeting. Huh. His twittering on the Twitter. Okay, I have a question about oh, that. Yes, do tell. I want you, you guys' opinion. Do you think he does it, or does he have a bunch of people that do it? Oh, see, I'm torn with that. I part of me thinks he does it. Both, but yeah, partly both. So the controversial, partly both. So the controversial, both tweets <laughs> that he makes. You would say that it's not all him, or when he makes like, or or the crazy, not the crazy, but the ones that. That you're like, really? Why did you do that? Here's that the only reason. Probably him. Here's the only reason I say that I think it's both. Um, in his history before being president, he had he, he's, very, he has a temperament yeah. of yeah. popping off at the mouth mm -hmm. before social media existed. He's a New Yorker. Yeah. Before I mean, he will self-admit that's part of our culture in New York. It's what he does. But so I think that it's within his personality to do that. However. I find it difficult to believe that he has that much time to spend on Twitter as the president. But, which is what leads me to believe somebody's helping. If somebody, what, what I mean is, is the content, is the so message, not necessarily the wording all from him? Or, does he have people where he says, you know, you take over, it's probably going to be a new reality show when he gets out. Yeah. I think this whole thing is a reality show in the making. Ugh. All of it. If you think about it, the whole the way the Senate is useless now. They're just the grandstanding jerks who are trying to become president. What? They're all auditioning for something. So why can't this be? Because you know they've got documentarians filming them all in the background. They've got these sets all over the place trying to show them. And I've got a, one of the, uh, my friends is, uh, works in the office of Senator Rounds from South Dakota in D.C. And he's, he's going to be in town in about three weeks. And we're going to sit down and have a, a chat. And this is something I want like to talk about. Like a recorded about. chat? Oh, yeah. Well, most of it will be on the record. Some may not. Depends on what he can say. Okay. But where he'll be on a show. It might be this show. I'm not sure. Um, but I want to know how many film crews are wandering about that aren't news media that are asking questions and getting people on the record and what that atmosphere is like behind the scenes. Now, those film crews, are they employed by, like, the GOP or the... Or the National Historic I, Society, as I mean, as historians, as you say. Well, I would think that some of this is lefty groups wanting to, you know, to get that out because Netflix now is a trove of documentary documentaries of different things, and so they're they're telling the story. And now with Obama being this content creator on Netflix, it's weird. But he's a what? Yeah, he, he him and Michelle, they're they're going to have their own content they're going to be putting on, which means he's going to be the voice because he's a decent talking head. And they're going to have a crew with them. And they're going to be doing things. I don't know. Making stuff. Filming things. Joe Manchin. We talked about him. The Democrat from West Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, was, <laughs> was drowned out by protesters in the Senate as he tried to explain his decision to the gathered media. As he attempted to explain himself to the press after announcing that he would cast his vote to confirm Kavanaugh. 
protesters chanted, Look at us! And shame on you! Manchin answered questions as hastily as he could before being hustled away to a waiting elevator in the spirit of Senator Jeff Flake. Are there any senators up there, maybe Lynn's, I don't know, that um, that would say, you know, just shut them down and say, come on now, this is ridiculous. No, I, I really don't think there are. None on the left, definitely. Well, I mean, the left, other than Manchin, they all stood for their principles and they yeah. stood for women. Yeah. Manchin had previously said that despite the serious accusations, in quotes, leveled against Kavanaugh, he found Kavanaugh to be a qualified jurist who will follow the Constitution. My heart goes out to anyone who has experienced any type of sexual assault in their life, he said in a statement after the initial closure vote. However, based on all the information I have available to me, including the recently completed FBI II report, I found Judge Kavanaugh to be a qualified jurist who will follow the Constitution. That is why I voted to confirm him. Manchin is currently facing a re-election challenge in West Virginia from Republican State Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. He currently holds a nine-point advantage in the polls, uh, but can take little for granted bearing in mind the state voted for Trump by a margin of almost 70%, and that the Republican <laughs> base has been energized by the drawn-out process of confirming Kavanaugh. In our state, we've had a lot of push from the left people to get out and vote early. Early voting has started. They're like panicking to get people to go quick and vote for them right now. Because, oh, sure. You know, like, get out, get, get out the vote early. Hurry, go yeah. go vote early. It's easy. You just go to your, go to your, your, your treasurer, your county court, and you, you cast your vote. Quick, do it. Auditor. Auditor, whatever. They're doing the same vote early, vote often, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how it yeah. works. <laughs> um, when, when, no. did, when, did, um, when did the culture shift to be so blatantly obvious that politicians no longer are working to really represent the people anymore? Oh, do you know what I think? Well, represent the people they can't now because they got elected because they held one position. A lot of them are doing that now. And a lot of that position is to give a percentage of the population a thing so they get something out of it. So essentially they got voted in because they said they would give something. And so that group is always going to be on board with them because they keep getting stuff. That's why. But when, when did the culture shift occur? Because I'm sure it happened way before I was paying attention. It's just gotten worse. But when did the culture shift occur, change? that politicians became politicians rather than representatives. When it became a full-time job is what I, I will contend. So, yeah, I, so way I back. think so. 100 years ago? Perhaps. I'm, I'm not that old, but perhaps. Well, clearly. I mean, <laughs> if so, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> you think? A lot of Botox. That's why you can't smile. Is that what no. It is? no, I just can't smile because I don't want to. Oh, okay. I mean, it. I don't, I don't know what you can do... With a, with a country as big as we are, with the largest economy in the world, with all that we have now, I, even if it wasn't torn apart, I don't know if you could do part-time senators and not now. representatives. No, not, you can't now. Yeah. The only way you could is if you actually like hacked the federal government in half and removed half of it, as far as what they do and what they get their hands in. If you took the stuff they have taken over from the states and you actually gave it back to the state and, and the federal government had nothing to do with it anymore, then that would matter. But how many thousands of people yes, yes. would lose out in the government yeah. jobs for that? If you decentralize things. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It would make Washington, D.C. maybe not uh, as cool or as yep. corrupt or yeah. as, like, crime-ridden as it is. Yep. You would have, you know, get rid of Department of Education and Department of Labor and all these other ones and just, uh, yeah. 
That's that's a really good point. But see, then, if, if that wasn't the case, then we'd have to follow stories like this. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah. The actor who plays Hulk in the Avengers films publicly asks host Jimmy Fallon to cut my spoiler clip on the show hours before his interview was due to air. The hugely anticipated Avengers 4 is directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, who are keeping the new title a closely guarded secret. And they promptly tweeted the 50-year-old actor, you're fired. Jimmy Fallon, this is a tweet from Mark Ruffalo. At Mark Ruffalo, I trust you will cut my spoiler slip on the show tonight. That was off the record, homie. Please don't get me in trouble with the Marvel again. DM me back. And then Fallon at, at Jimmy Fallon. Dude, it's too late. I already said the final show to Burbank for air. Are you sure you're going to be in trouble? We could maybe bleep it out. And then the Russo brothers. Mark, you're fired. The fans of the Marvel franchise would have been disappointed if they turned in on Friday night, tuned in on Friday night, expecting a big reveal. Mark Ruffalo's appearance on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon did feature the name of the new film, but it was bleeped out. Host Jimmy Fallon asked the actor, I don't want to get you in trouble with the studio or Marvel, but maybe could you even just tell us the title? The actor replies, all right, I think I can probably tell you. I think it's already out there. The titles of the Marvel Universe films used to be announced years in advance, but fans have been left in the dark this time around and still don't know the name of the fourth Avengers film due to be released in April of 2019. This is the news we'd be talking about if we didn't have the chaos and the horror that is our government. <laughs> so, so sorry to burst that bubble, but I, I had to look this up. Uh-oh. So who is the largest employer? The largest? Awesome. No. <laughs> Same thing. Maybe largest Walmart. employer. Employee period? Walmart. In the United States. Walmart. No. Walmart. Oh, oh, it's the government. The United yeah, States federal government yeah. employs 2.7 million civilian employees. Ooh. Walmart is 2.2. 2. Wow. Now, now that's civilian. That doesn't include the military because I want to make sure that was excluded. So the U.S. government in all of its divisions is 2.7 million. Walmart's 2.2 million. If you take the U.S. federal positions and then you add state and local government yeah nationally yeah 21.8 million employed government employees yeah that makes sense that makes sense our government's never going to get smaller no yeah the only way is some kind of catastrophic something i don't think it will ever get smaller even if it's a uh, not without an asteroid it won't yeah that's what i mean <clears throat> oh So are we just doomed? Have we have we become so big we've we've crossed over the line that there's no turning back? Think that through for a minute. Just the federal government well, is no, the largest I, I, employer. Right, but but if you add state and local, if you just take government and you subtract the military, twenty one million that's ten. But, times but I, the I'm not of saying we remove Walmart. we remove the say the, the state and local government. I'm talking if we took those two point seven million, you say, roughly. Yeah. And you said no longer a federal government employee. How many of those things I mean these programs will have to be absorbed? And, and taken over by the states. Would yeah. those people be able to shift right into a state employee? And then at the state level, you would have these outrageous, you know, the, the state. Some states would, and then other states would, yeah. would be less. Yeah. But, I mean, do you think that could work? Or, no. or are the politicians, those 535 people in Congress, are they so power hungry that they will never, ever relinquish anything? Oh, yes, they will never, ever. And I would go so far as to say, I, I don't know, this is thinking on the fly. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that the government has gotten to a point that it subsidizes so many private industries that if it if it retracted that, we would have some economic failure. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Because yeah, 
Well, I mean, you just think about this one alone. The entire wind and solar industry <laughs> gone. Uh, it's gone because it can't. It, it they know that from a numbers perspective, it they cannot. Work, yeah. It doesn't work without the subsidy. Ethanol. So ethanol. Uh, what farming. About, what about farming? Like yeah. across the board farming. I, I would agree. Like big big farming. Yeah. And big pharma. No. Um, would, would that Medicare, healthcare, Medicare. Oh, okay. Because that's a federal program. If you cut everything except Medicare, Social Security, you know, the welfare, different programs, cut everything but that, we'd still be like a trillion dollars in a debt every year. If you cut everything, cut the military, everything. Because mm-hmm. it's like, um, we're like a, a trillion or a trillion and a half. Maybe we'd only be half a trillion dollars in debt. But we have year. so many we have so many subsidized programs. So you can't. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it would. People do not recognize the the subsidies that exist because they're invisible at this point. Mm-hmm. I was well, they're, they're assumed now. Well, like it's not, just, it's I don't just part of the game. I don't even think it's assumed. It's not known. Mm-hmm. It, people do not realize when you see these huge wind farms. The only reason those exist is because the subsidies behind them. Yeah. People think, oh, this is so cheap. This is so wonderful. It's great. No, it's not. Those are subsidized to death. They would never survive without the subsidies. There's a there's a farmer not too far away from here who farms like 10,000 acres. And when was corn like super high, like five years ago? Okay. Sure. Yeah. He got from the, uh, from the government like $3 million subsidy check because he farmed so many acres. Wow. When corn was that high. <clears throat> so I know people that... On paper, they've, they're farmers for 40 years, and they've never made it. Mm-hmm. They've never had a profit, you know, mm-hmm. air quotes. Air quotes. Um, but it's because of either taxes or subsidies or all the other s- stuff that they get because they can live on that. But it, it's it's an artificial prop. And, absolutely. And that's, and that's part of the... Ethanol is another, is another no, example. I agree. Ethanol, yeah, absolutely. Because that's a net negative energy yep. rather than positive, so... Yeah, you're right. So let's do a little um, fun. I befriended on Facebook the campaign page of a lady, the, the lady, Christy Nome, running for governor of South Dakota. R.D. Uh, Republican. She is the, the lone U.S. representative in Congress for the South Dakota. So Socialist Republic R? Or so- Socialist Party R? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm trying desperately to get her in for an interview, Ooh. along with the Democrat, but they're both... Um, what's the word? They're, they're both putting me off right now. Oh, although one of them—they're both supposed to be in town at some point. So, um, I think is that race gets more contentious. You're probably going to be lower on their totem pole. Right, but I do have a few people that are up high in the campaigns. Both of them that I'm working on. Anyway, we're trying. Uh, f- it's feedback Friday. Yesterday I got a message. I was going to say today's not Friday. And we're back with three questions. It will take less than a minute. So who's got a who's got a clock? Okay. Um, she, th- 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 she says less than a minute. We, we need a timer going. Okay, hold on. Okay, wait. Um, I got it. And then I, I have a let's go try later or no thanks. We're going to let's go. Stopwatch. You tell me when to start. Um, I'm pushing let's go now. Go. All right. All right, let's go. Here she, here she comes. It's coming back to us. Uh, typing. She's typing. She's, hey, all right, man. All right, just under 25% of South Dakota's college students will graduate in four years. Meanwhile, about one-third or one, one-third spend credit hours and money on remedial courses to catch up. Christie wants to focus on better preparing high school students to reduce the likelihood of a fifth year in college, which could be a big cost saver. Is that a policy you'd agree with? Collectively, what did she say? Um, yes or no? Yes. Okay, we'll go yes. 
All right. Oh, got it. Thanks. Next question. Or I can get a yard sign or I can read the full plan. Next question. Next question. Uh, Christy wants to strengthen the relationship between area employees, state agencies, universities, and technical schools to help make sure we're arming kids with a job-ready education. Do you agree, yes or no? Uh, strengthen the relationship between area employers, state agencies, and universities, and technical schools to help yeah, make sure we're big arming question. kids, yes or no? no? Do we agree? No, I don't. I don't agree. We don't agree. All right, we said no. Ah, got no. it. Thanks. Next question. Here we go. This is it. Final one. Have you submitted an absentee ballot? Yes or no? No. 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 And do you plan to? Yes or no? No. I actually do, but no. Because I'll be gone. Got it. Don't forget to vote on Tuesday, November 6th. We can get a yard sign or we can go to the main menu. Well, you're at two minutes now. See, she lied. Just like all politicians, they're liars. That was a two-minute thing, and well, it takes longer to read. I guess read it. I could. And I got to say, the reason I disagreed with that one statement mm-hmm. is because you're a jerk. We all know. No, this. there was too much in it. I, I, I don't. That's true. I, I looked at this once before, and some her things were really. I mean, to say yes or no, it's a lot of things you're saying yes or no to. Yeah. So yeah, there were a couple of broad. those things. Like I would be completely for removing all Pell grants from university and call four-year university college. Take that same money mm-hmm. and give it to technical school attendees and or apprentice positions. Yeah. So it, it's not going to yeah. change the tax base at all, right. but it shifts into a blue collar position. Let's, let's get people back into work. You know what's, but, but, but it raises up the, the technical school equal to a university. And we can't have that. Well, I know we can't have that, but I think that's what, I don't think this country economically is going to fully recover again and be the great, the great, economy that it used to be until we're into blue collar factory work again what i don't what i don't get like my daughter's going to school she's going to be going to school this next year she is and she's going to go for nursing okay good. so if you go to become an rn not get a bachelor's degree you, it takes two or two and a half years to get there depending upon if you got got all of your prerequisites and, and whatnot anyways you come out of that with an associates of arts degree you also come out as an rn so an associate's of arts degree, if you go to any, you know, regular college, the first two years, if you just take general eds, you come out with an associate's of arts degree. So either way, you could go to school for two years and take lesbian dance theory and whatever other ones that you, crazy ones you want and get an associate arts That's degree. That's what she's taking? Or you can the shoe go to a technical college, come out with an associate's of arts degree, and as an RN making $30 an hour if yep. you want to. And even if you didn't plan on a long career as an RN, you could immediately transition to a college and just go for two more years to get right. a bachelor's degree. Yeah. So what I don't understand is these morons in uh, guidance counselors in high schools, why don't they tell the kids, go for, uh, you want to be an engineer? Okay, why don't you go to become an electrician and then go to become an uh, electrical engineer? Why don't you do that? You get an AAS degree. You mean because then they could actually stop at two years? That's not the goal. The goal is four-year college at minimum. And it's if you indoctrination. Don't do, if you don't it do that, you're a failure. Yeah. yeah. I remember our, so our, our daughter came home as a senior in tears because she knew she didn't want to go to a four-year university. She wasn't ready for that. But they were telling her at school, high-pressure level, which college have you picked? 
university, and she wouldn't pick one. And it was it was like sales pitch pressure. Like you're in the finance office of the used car lot. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. And it took us weeks to get that out of her for her to realize it was perfectly acceptable to go to a community college, live at home, commute, and save $15,000 a year. Yep. Peanut gallery, you're awful quiet. Oh, yeah, we started. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best response to that. <laughs> but anyway, anyways, it's more of the pillars of our society being taken over by these lunatics. Is that live? Live right now, streaming on the YouTube. If you, well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna hear this in time. Is this hair gray? Oh, these old Metallica's playing at the Red Bull ACL Music Fest 2018. It's being streamed live on the YouTube right now at Metallica TV, that channel on the YouTube. Oh my gosh, is he old? Man, he <laughs> put some weight on too, huh? Oh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, Craig, come again. <laughs> Okay, I have a question here. Yes. Those guys standing there, yeah. is all the, the noise blasting out? I mean, is it as loud? Like, the, the people that stand in front, in the front row, they're getting blasted uh, well, by the noise. You see that on the bottom left, that stack of speakers pointing at them? Yeah. Now, you ask me specifically because I just saw them a couple weeks yes. ago live. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's loud. So they how do they not go deaf? The, the, you mean the audience? No, no, the, oh, the players. Oh, no, no. They, they have, they have just what I'm wearing. They have in-ear monitors. Yeah, but how much? Uh, how many decibels does it? I mean, uh, how many decibels? If they didn't have them on, is it like 120 decibels? I ran a DB meter when I was there. 113 decibels. So, but every for two and a half hours. For, yeah, I mean, I can see how. Uh, what's his name um, from ACDC had to quit because he was going down. Oh, and back then, there's a reason they use custom-made headphones. There is a reason. Because it creates an, an isolated barrier, so it shuts down at half of those decibels. Easy. To, okay. where, to where you can sit and listen, and it feels too quiet. Because I did. I brought mine uh -huh. to wear just as earplugs, uh -huh. and it actually cut more than I really wanted it to. Because okay. I, I typically want to wear head, or earplugs when I go to a concert because it eliminates the room echo uh -huh. and allows you to actually hear the band and uh -huh. how it's mixed, and it's way better um, because I'm not young and dumb anymore, apparently. But you still went well, and saw them you're live. Not young. I did. And you know, I sat down the entire show. <laughs> I, I saw them live in Chicago yeah. in 90. I was close. Mm. Oh. See, I, I, it it was a been, good concert. It would have been fun for a song or two to be on the floor because it was in the round when I saw them. And that would have been kind of cool. But then I really liked being able to sit down most of the show. But this is not a small oh, venue. Hey, there's those drones coming. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. Sorry. Not yet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I can't believe how old they are. Yeah, and yeah, they are still the like rock and roll band of the world. I mean, they are touring the entire globe since 2017. They've been on tour with this show, and it's crazy. Uh, streaming live on YouTube, Metallica. Not the, I mean, I don't know. I don't even like the most of their stuff. It's just their show is so massive that as the production side of me really, really likes that. They've been doing it a few years. Yep. And I know they would love it knowing that I'm putting this on our show, but hey, it's streaming live on YouTube. There's one band that back in the day, if I could have gone to see them, I would have probably enjoyed it. One of the only bands. Was it Mr. Big? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. 
ACDC. With Brian Johnson? Yeah, with Brian Johnson. Yeah. Well, I would have liked to see the original. Oh, the original, original. Yeah. yeah. But you have Brian, original, original? Original, original. Well, he died, so. No, that's, so no. Yeah. That was Bon Scott. Yeah, Bon Scott. He died of hypothermia. Anyways, um, but uh, that one guitar is Angus. You Angus know, Young. Yeah. yeah. I just think of a little schoolboy. Yeah. That think was, of all the money he saved on clothes, because he never had to really decide what to <laughs> right. wear. He just had a closet full of that. And yeah. he's, he's only like five feet, three inches tall or oh, something I didn't know like that. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, and I watched the behind the scenes of this tour for Metallica, the, how they set it all up. They did a 30-minute documentary on how the production is built. And they, they have a chef that tours with them. Yeah, they have for a long time. Yeah. That, but, was, that was Hetfield's doing, because Hetfield wanted to stay clean. Yeah, which is nuts if you think about it. Can you imagine the the 80s version of Metallica <laughs> having a chef and ever thinking, you know, we're going to have a chef, we're going to eat vegan, and we're going to have a special drink. Yeah, I think... What I, <laughs> I, 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 seem, murder. I, I may have this wrong, but I seem to recall, because I was quite a Metallica Ooh. enjoyer fan for really? a long time. Yeah, But I think that uh, that came out of when Hetfield decided to actually get clean like, mm-hmm. from narcotics. Yeah. He, that, he cleaned did everything that. up. Yeah, when he, he yeah. cleaned his life up, he, he got... He, Killed the drugs, reduced his alcohol, and he brought a he brought a chef and I think a trainer, probably actually, yeah. on tour too. Yeah. This, uh, this guy's newer. That he's the newer. The bass player. Yeah. True, true, true. Uh, I say new, but he's been with them for like ten oh, years, probably. Yeah. It was kind of weird to me because, you know, it, it's fun to see a band of that celebrity, that fame, but I all I cared about was seeing their sound engineer, Big Mick. He's this. He looks kind of like a Hobbit. I mean, in that he's. Or wizard. He's just a big round guy, huge long gray beard, long gray hair. He's been their engineer since like eighty, two years after they started. He became their main engineer. He's like been 80, with them. It's like thirty, uh, thirty-five years. He's been with them, I think. And it's crazy, but I saw him way back in the corner, and I that made the whole night. I, so <laughs> is that? So weird. you're not into so that I, as a band? Movie. Why did you go? Oh, because it's a massive show. So you just wanted I, to see I, the I production? I wanted to see the production, yeah. That was because the only they, reason you went. They, perfect, they have perfected. I was somewhat disappointed because they worked with a company called Meyer Sound who makes some of the best sound speakers, like live performance speakers out there. Years ago, they figured out, because they wanted to do a church in the round, or a church, <laughs> maybe their kind of church, uh, they did their show in the round. And so you have a big theater and they have a stage in the middle and they can go all over. That's how I and saw them yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. And you, I don't think they would have had this system at the time. But they Maybe not the system, out, but the right. stage was in yeah. the middle of a... Yep. It was, and yeah. they were the first real band to do big arena like that. And they worked with Meyer Sound and one of their engineers to figure out how to get low end to actually be consistent out of a circle. And so they, they made, they call it the Leo Array. And it's this, there's four posts of 10 sub boxes. So there's 40 dual 18 sub boxes that hang dead center in the, in the middle of the arena. And supposedly you get a perfect circle of low end that goes out to the crowd well because this show they have 50 1000 pound moving big like led screen blocks that go up and down they couldn't have the weight of those subs and those and so they had to opt for something else and it was subpar the sound and listening to them talk about it they you know he did have to compromise on some of that they add he said they added subs on the floor in the arena to compensate and the band couldn't stand on the stage because it vibrated so much. They had to turn them off. So they they, they wow. had brought them on the rig, but they couldn't use them. That kind of stuff <laughs> really cranks my train. So you bought a ticket to the show to see the production value. Yeah. And, and to say that I've seen them because I, I don't think I'll see them again. 
And I don't have any reason to. You didn't really see them, though, because it's not the four originals. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I saw the ones I knew about. And there's like four songs in there. You saw 75% of them. 75%. But anyway. Although Dave Mustaine used to be with them, too, in the very, very, very beginning. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they booted him. But that was in the real early years. Yeah. Like, I think before they even had their first studio album, mm -hmm. he was gone. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't. I didn't know this, which really means nothing because... I, I, <laughs> These are the useless things. He's a Christian. Mustaine. Mm -hmm. I've heard. I don't know how practicing still. Yeah, very. Is he? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one, <coughs> another topic we've talked about recently, kind of. Pope Francis has, uh, this is from the AP, has authorized a thorough study of Vatican archives into how a prominent American cardinal advanced through church ranks despite allegations that he slept with seminarians and young priests, the Vatican said Saturday, in its first response to explosive allegations of a cover-up that is roiling the papacy. Well, it is a Catholic church, so... <laughs> so, ooh, 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 and we got it, we got him. Isn't old Kavanaugh Jesuit Catholic? Yeah, Jesuit. Old man, he's Jesuit on the court school. now. So how many, how many Catholics are now on, represented on the court? Um, I don't know. I think Thomas is Episcopalian. I don't know. And does it matter? Oh, uh, whatever. Uh, well, it matters in the sense that the one that's, who died. Where that's where their value. He's not on the court anymore. Well, but <laughs> no, the one who he died. Is spirit. Um, he was Catholic. Uh, Scalia. 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 Mm -hmm. Died in air quotes. Mm -hmm. Well, no, he did die. Okay, yes. Murder. Yes, well, whether he died on his own or not is what the question is. Um, you guys watch fighting at all? Mm -hmm. Conor McGregor? Yeah. Who's he going to... Um, Sven, no, no, sorry. Uh, Nurmagomedov. He is going to make a ton of money, win or lose. Oh, my goodness. Conor McGregor? This is going to be like the... Uh, uh, who was the boxer? Um, McGregor. No, no, no. <laughs> That's you mean like in the boxing world back then? God, it wasn't that Mike long ago. Mike Tyson. No, no, no. There was a guy that was oh, going to make... Oh, uh, May Mayweather? He was going to make $100 million. Was it Mayweather? Win or lose. Mayweather, Mayweather. Yeah, thank you. Well, isn't that with McGregor? He's going to make $100 million, Probably, win yeah. or lose. Yeah. In the early hours of Sunday morning, Conor McGregor will return to the octagon. After a two-year absence, the 30-year-old come oh, 30 year old's comeback in a lightweight title fight against Russia's Khabib Nurmagomedov is part of UFC 229 in Las Vegas. The event is a pretty big deal in the mixed martial arts sporting calendar, with a hotly anticipated fight set to be one of the biggest in UFC history. Hmm. I don't follow fighting much. Although I do, like, when I do get to watch it, it does suck you right in. Because oh, it's did, crazy. Do you remember watching UFC when it came out? No. Oh, I did. Oh, oh what am I thinking? Duh. McGregor fought Mayweather. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, was yeah, yeah. that was the $100 yes, million dollar fight. It, yeah. Well, yeah, I thought and that's And Mayweather just smoked him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because everyone said, well, he McGregor knocked him out at the end. A, I mean, a, he went like round 10 or something okay. like that. But the thing is, it was boxing, and there was no way he was going to, to beat him oh, if he exactly. was just boxing. Right. But if it was MMA, mm -hmm. he would have kicked the crap out of McGregor. And, and from what I heard, I watched it the next day because it was mm -hmm. free everywhere the next day. <laughs> <laughs> or 100 bucks the day yeah. of. Yeah, I watched it free the next day. And uh, um, it, it, it appeared that the challenge that McGregor ran into was he'd never boxed that long before mm. because the, the rounds are yep. much shorter and the, yep. the bouts are shorter. So it was purely stamina. Mm. And McGregor is a great boxer. I mean, incredible boxer, really good at, um, he's really hard to hit. Apparently. You mean Mayweather? I meant Mayweather. Sorry. 
Let's we'll start with him. Yeah, but what I liked about that particular fight afterwards is both of them, you could tell both of them really were in it for the sport of it. There was not the, I hate you. It was oh, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, even though he got his butt handed to him, McGregor, which was funny, he goes up with his scotch. He's holding his scotch and his <laughs> wonderful suit after he got yeah. his butt kicked. And he was full of respect. I yeah. But well, that's what I, I like heard, about listening to Joe Rogan talk about that whole fighting community is when they're in the ring, they, I mean, their goal is to essentially kill the other guy. But outside of that, they are very, like, for the most part, they are really cordial and respectful. UFC is, is kind of becoming more like how professional wrestling, not that it's predetermined outcome, but like the drama and stuff like that. Some yeah. of them try to. Well, try when to you get, get I mean, Dana White, he was, he's the, was he yeah. the president, head monkey of that yeah. show. And I can say that this time. Yeah. <laughs> His name is White. <laughs> um, Joe Rogan, he he's a black belt in Taekwondo. He used to fight kickbox, oh, yeah. and I mean, he was he was very good. You know what else is nuts about him? He's like a cartoonist. Like that, that's what he wanted to be. No, oh, I didn't know. He that. wanted to to do comic books, mm. but his art teacher said, "Nope, he probably won't be very good." Mm. And so that just burned him from art. Yeah. And now he's one of the biggest podcasters in the world. Yep. And he has. I mean, people like the guy uh, Elon Musk. Elon goes on. You know, can you imagine? Yeah. Smoke some weed. He smoked some weed. I it mean, was, he was on news radio, and now he's doing this. That's weird. <laughs> uh, James Bunner. Bunner, a television reporter for uh, NBC. Seen wearing a Make America Great hat again while covering one of Trump uh, Trump's recent rallies, was fired from his job at an affiliate in southern Minnesota. Because he wore Make... He had a Make America Great hat on, <laughs> so they fired him. The KTTC-TV's news director said the station fired Mr. Bunner, a multimedia journalist hired last December, after a photograph circulated on social media that showed him wearing a hat bearing Mr. Trump's campaign slogan while covering the, Trump, the president's rally Thursday in Rochester, Minnesota. Our newsroom standards of professional journalism do not allow our reporters to wear partisan political campaign clothing while actively covering a political campaign event for the television station. I think that's, I, I, I don't disagree with that. We work hard to be neutral and unbiased toward all political parties and candidates. I don't know about that. I don't know if they do or not, but I think that, <laughs> I think that the standard, you know, well, I mean, if, we, should oh, be right. if we were watching MSNBC and somebody was wearing a Go Hillary shirt, I'd be... Annoyed. I wouldn't think that that was unbiased. But the, the problem is they'll hire George Stephanopoulos. Well, you know, this is a local CBS. affiliate in, in Minnesota. No, no, no. So, no, I understand. Right. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah, so, who are horribly partisan. Yeah, yeah. Who used to... I mean, I can understand if they had him on to give one a perspective on something, but to be... Um, but to read any news, George Stephanopoulos shouldn't even... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what do you say? Uh, they're partisan. So I, I would presume that they would hold the same. They would fire someone that had a Hillary hat or some, you know, some or, other. What about? Or, or, ooh, what if it was I believe survivors? Hashtag believe Ford. What if they had that? What about or a stop Kavanaugh? Would they get fired? Or what about a P hat? Wait, no, what? What? <laughs> Please explain. Do I have to say the word? Oh, 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 the hats oh, that oh, were out oh, when the, Hillary the was... crocheted hats. Ah, yeah. yes. The hats that were out yes, when Hillary... Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I assume they would fire them as well. Okay. And if not, they should. Paper You're all. talking about the female body part hats. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a cat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes and yes. I'm very... Yes, okay. I, I did not... I was not understanding. Now I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. For, well, temporarily, I had to get into your head and... Wow. <laughs> scary. <laughs> 
Tropical Storm Michael could form by Sunday and move into the Gulf. Tropical Storm Michael is expected to develop as soon as Sunday and is headed for the northern Gulf Coast. But as of Saturday night, it was what the National Hurricane Center called a potential tropical cyclone. The Hurricane Center designates a system of potential tropical cyclone uh, when it is not quite developed enough to be considered a tropical depression or storm, but could bring some of those same effects to land areas. So I just, I mean, that's alabama.com. It's Alabama. I'm just, I mean, we're looking, this is, this is breaking news as it happens. Did I ever tell you, uh, when I was down in, uh, Louisiana after Katrina, I was in the... No, you didn't think, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> you, you, I knew that, yes. Uh, they, they had all these homeless people and they had no idea what they were going to do about it. And they started tossing around and started asking for volunteers. They were going to get a bunch of cruise ships, bring them down into the Gulf, and load up, and a FEMA DMAT team would be on each ship, and it would go out into the Gulf, and it would sit there for like six months, and people wouldn't be allowed off the ship, mm-hmm. but they'd have all the mm-hmm. amenities. So I almost got to do that. Oh, that's really neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now here's here's something. This again, I'm, I'm scrolling down the the top news from Google. Man, he looks old. Chief Judge Merrick Garland of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. Now, is that the court that Kavanaugh was sitting on? D.C., yeah. The U.S., oh, okay. So Gar- Merrick Garland was the guy Barry tried to put in yeah. under Gorsuch, or instead of Gorsuch placed during, as he got booted out of office. Or sorry, as he couldn't run again. So chief, the chief judge of that court is Merrick Garland. Okay. Who was the guy that Barry wanted to put in. This is the same court that, that Kavanaugh came from. Mm-hmm. He has recused himself from being involved in overseeing ethics complaints regarding Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. It remains uncertain why Garland will not be involved in handling the ethics complaints, as it is customary for the chief judge of the circuit to handle ethics cases. It's because they were both on the same court. Yeah, I, yeah, I read another story that the reason they're doing that makes sense because it needs to go to an unbiased outside yeah. court. Well, but it, but, is it because they're on the same court or is it because Garland is upset that he didn't get the spot? Uh, no, it's, it's no. standard. They're yeah, making it a standard. bigger issue. Okay. It's yeah. a standard thing. But now the discussion is those ethics complaints are going to get buried because the Supreme Court justice does not um, fall under the same. Uh, they cannot be held under the same... That per- I can't jurisdiction. How- no, it's not jurisdiction, but that that particular ethics rule cannot be held against a Supreme Court judge. Oh. It's kind of like when you become president, civil cases get held while you're president. While you're president, right? But so I guess long- when the Supreme, unless you're impeached as the judge, as so as long as he's justice. Supreme Court, that stuff goes uh-huh. in limbo now. Oh, well, how convenient. Well, well, I mean, <clears throat> um, if you're in Congress, you can't be held. Uh, you can't be uh, uh, charged with, like, insider trading. Oh, man. Yesterday. So you can make millions of dollars. I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. Huh. Let's listen to Wolf Blitzer. You guys like Wolf Blitzer? I don't know why you'd like him. Really? I, I don't know. It's, it's Wolf Blitzer CNN. Getting a little exchange that occurred uh, just a little while ago in the Wall Street Journal uh, between a reporter and uh, Senator Chuck uh, Grassley, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, the Judiciary Committee. So I say uh a lot, and I try to stop, but he says it a lot, so maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't bother. 
remember, uh, has 11 Republican members, all male, 10 all Democratic them. members, four of whom female. Here's the question uh, that uh, Grassley was asked. Do you have any sense now that you want to see a woman on the committee for the Republican side? There's never, by the way, there's never ever been a, a female Republican uh, as a member of the Judiciary Committee. This is what Grassley answered. Well, we can't do anything about that. First of all, the people of the state select women or men, so you've got to go by that. And then you've got to have a desire to serve. And my chief of staff of maybe three, uh, 33 years tells me that we've tried to recruit women and we, couldn't, uh, and we couldn't get the job done. Question, they don't want to be on the committee? Grassley, well, it's a lot of work. Don't forget, compared to a lot of committee meetings, we have an executive meeting every Thursday. So it's a lot of work. Maybe they don't want to do it. Let's get reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. I don't think that's going to sit well. No, it won't. It, true or not, and this probably is true, but... <laughs> Who calls okay. him Elmer Fudd? <laughs> so Grassley, I don't know. <laughs> Is this going to turn into one, something similar to the affirmative action movement where now we have to appoint people into a position that was not normally held by this, somebody that was... Is this Title IX now in politics? It's kind of, I mean, mm. is it's it going to be that? that way now. Really? Yeah, Moonbeam just signed a... Or <laughs> Jerry Brown. <laughs> he just signed the California law that um, if you are a corporation and you're headquartered in California, you have to have an equal number of men and women on the... <laughs> You're born Did they break that down by, by race also? No, just just men and women. They have to be equal. And so that's going to drive a lot of corporations. I can what know if, that. Well, what how, if you have that three? Not, how is that not government? It's California. Okay, fair what, what, what do you call that when government runs industry? It's called socialism. Yeah. <laughs> um, but aren't, a, aren't they doing that with strange, the man. net neutrality? <clears throat> oh, he signed the, the net road. neutrality that's a good statewide. Idea net neutrality for California. Yeah, um, well, that's going to get put on hold. There's a couple of fairly large lawsuits that's going to hold that up for a while. What if you have an odd number of board members? Which most boards are odd numbers. On purpose. On purpose. Yeah, so what, what do you have? A monkey in the middle? Transgender. Ooh, I'm non-binary. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all you need. You need one bi non-binary that'll... Oh, then, then they can just decide. Yeah. Yep. Today, I'm playing the man side. Or just, I'm neither. So, so with, it's, a, it's a zero. Going back to the baseball reference, would this be the switch hitter on the team? Oh, man. That would be bisexual. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> that is interesting. I did not know that that just wow. passed into law. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's going to be a lot of new... That's uh, quite a government overreach, isn't it? Well, it has to be. a normal brain, it is, yeah. Well, the other thing, too... You know, hire hire Mimi the maid to come in, and okay, you're now part of. Why would her name have to be Mimi? Because that's what her name is. Could have been just saying. That's her name, Mimi. She's a maid, and they have her come in and sit in on the meetings, and then she goes back and she's the board member, and then she cleans the board when they're done. So it's a win-win. Totally. Problem with stupid things like this is that people will always figure out. A way around it that yeah their headquarters will be in delaware yeah mm -hmm. yeah just like every other yeah yeah <laughs> shell company well what was the what was the tax law that popped up in new york that some wealthy people started leaving new york because of it was that yeah. new york yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so they thought they were going to actually gain more tax base and people <laughs> were just moving instead they were outraged how can you be so unpatriotic or you know Well, I mean, we could go on for days.
but we won't. Well, this is a little bit creepy. Do share. Well, if you go to Google News and click on local, huh? I have not done that before. I've never even gone on Google News. <laughs> Me neither. Did you hear the, the? It's biased against Trump. Did you hear the voice actor who impersonated Blase? Can you? Is that? I don't know if it's out there. They deleted it all, but we we could see. Um, what, was, what was her name? Do you know? No, they did. they wouldn't say it because she got so much grief from the left. That was uh, really good. Rachel Butera. Ah, her Twitter account was deleted after mocking Blase Ford. He adds. The Twitter account of Rachel Butera, the voice actor who plays Aaliyah Organa in Disney Channel's upcoming Star Wars Resistance animated series, has vanished. The disappearance of her Twitter handle came after a backlash over a video Butera posted mocking the voice of Christine Blase Ford. It was on no agenda. Ah, I might be in the show notes there. Let's go. Was that the last episode or two ago? Mm-hmm. One, one or two. Uh, if you're wondering, and you've, I mean, this is the David Allen Show. If you've made it this long. I do hear in your great state, the uh, Republican race just got a little bit closer, supposedly. The Republican race? What? The governor. Race. Oh, ooh, do tell. I just heard that it's it's basically a dead heat now instead of leaning. Uh, last week, the Democrat challenger, he t- posted on the face bag that he was up by two or three in, oh, a, in a poll. I'm talking, oh, in a poll. Yeah, okay. in a poll, yeah. All right, I think, that, well, this is the audio. I don't know if anybody is listening to the Dr. Blasey for testimony about Brett Kavanaugh, but... <laughs> This is how I sound. I know it's a surprise to even me. Now, we have someone that could do this. David's daughter could do this. So oh, good. yeah, she could. Oh, man, we oh, need yeah. to get her in here. Okay. All right. That I talk this way, and I'm a doctor and a grown woman. I sound like I'm still back at that high school party. Um... I can't help it. I just have this kind of a voice, uh, like a baby, even though I'm a doctor and I'm on this media circus political stage and I have kids myself that I don't know why I speak with vocal fry, Um, but you can listen to my testimony and hear that a grown woman sounds this way. Dr. Blasey Ford, thank you. So, you know, if that was done on Saturday Night Live, it would have been perfectly acceptable. Of course, Saturday Night Live will never do that because... No, but they will mock the heck out of Kavanaugh. They're, gonna, they're uh, going they're to... cold open. I would imagine that tonight they're probably going to have a, an explosive Kavanaugh. Oh, last week they did. Oh, they did. Okay. Oh, man. Can you imagine Chris Farley would have done a good <laughs> Kavanaugh? Just exploded. And they have Matt Damon do yeah. it. Yeah. Did you hear her testimony of the woman's testimony? I heard some of it, yeah. yeah. It sounds a lot like yeah, that, and it, does. it doesn't seem to fit with a Ph.D., 53-year-old way she <laughs> This Saturday Night Live. It's Saturday Night Live! Hello. I'm Harris Faulkner, and we are halfway through the Kavanaugh hearing. It's special coverage at the Fox News. We're calling, whoa 
<laughs> Judge Kavanaugh himself is about to appear, so let's go live to the Senate hearing room, where two of the oldest white people I've ever seen are about to run a circus. <laughs> order, order. We're calling this meeting back to order, this hearing back to order. That's right. We're back from lunch. I had soup. <laughs> I had soup as well. It was too hot. Now, we just heard some very moving testimony from Dr. Ford. I listened to her, and I kept a very open mind, and that is why I already voted yes for Kavanaugh before she said a word. Now, we've heard from the alleged victim, uh, but now it's time to hear from the hero, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, who I'm told has been shadowboxing in the men's room for the last 45 minutes. Judge Kavanaugh! to begin? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I'm gonna start at an 11. I'm gonna take it to about a 15 real quick. <laughs> First of all, I showed this speech to almost no one. Not my family, not my friends, not even PJ or Tobin or Squee. <laughs> this is my speech. There are others like it, but this is mine. I wrote it myself last night while screaming into an empty bag of Doritos. <laughs> I'm here tonight because of a sham, a political con job orchestrated by the Clintons and George Soros and Kath Kathy Griffin <laughs> and Mr. Ronan Sinatra. <laughs> now, I am usually an optimist. I'm a keg is half full kind of guy. from the monsters on this committee makes me want to puke. Hold on a second. Sorry, I want to see what was actually in the, um, the captioning on here. Kathy Griffin <laughs> and Mr. Ronan Sinatra. Oh, the gay mafia and Mr. Ronan. He didn't say the gay mafia, but he was supposed to. Huh. He never said it. Now, I am usually an optimist. Let's Gross. go back. Kath Kathy Griffin <laughs> and Mr. Ronan Sinatra. <laughs> now, I am usually an optimist. Interesting. I'm a keg is half full kind of guy. <laughs> but what I've seen from the monsters on this committee makes me want to puke and not from beer. <laughs> Dr. Ford has no evidence, none. Meanwhile, I've got these. <laughs> Look to the lady on the left yeah. in the back. Uh, she's, she's doing a really good job. Oh, and she looks just like his wife. Yeah, but look at her. She's like... About lifting weights with PJ and Squee and Donkey Dong Doug. But you don't care about Squee or Donkey Dong Doug, do you? You just want to humiliate me in front of my wife and my parents and Alyssa freaking Milano? Well, guess what? I'm not backing down, you sons of bitches. I don't know the meaning of the word stop. <laughs> no, that's clever. That was right. clever. <laughs> yeah, that was clever. <laughs> Get the hell off my lawn. Now let's do this. Okay, well, I'm hard as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so now where's their, par where's their parody of uh, Blase Ford? There's yeah. not any, as far as I know. There won't be. I haven't yeah. seen I know. That was yeah. a rhetorical exactly. I knew the answer yeah. to that. Yeah. You see, she's an actor. <laughs> what? 
you know, I've heard I've I've heard some of the old SNL cast talk about how no they're Donald how they're very disappointed that SNL has taken a single political side, whereas 30 years ago, you couldn't tell what side of the fence SNL was sitting on. As it should be. Because they would make fun yeah. of both sides. But now it's it's definitely not that way. I think it was Dana Carvey, actually, that I was listening to an interview, and he said he was, he was pretty disappointed that they've only taken one side. He said, from a comedic standpoint, you're leaving half of your material off the table. Yeah. But oh, he yeah. said, not even, if you just take that off of it, he said it, it shouldn't be a political show. Mm-hmm. No. But I get maybe that's what they want it to be now. Well, okay. Now, these people write their own ske- uh, sketches well, along what, with other well, writers. What's his name? So, but you have the same type of people that have been indoctrinated coming up in the system. So, isn't this more them basically expressing their religion to the world? You know? Mm, that's it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But I think maybe it, why not? But doesn't it go back to again the same thing with the news? The emotional argument is what sells. So they're going to play the emotional argument. Who's who's gonna tackle I mean, if they were to have done a parody against Dr. Ford, not against, if they would have done a parody of Dr. Ford, they mm-hmm. would have been they would have been crucified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's possible that that's why she wasn't a part of this open 13-minute-long sketch. Yeah. I, the the people that are on it now, though, they're... There's they're not many that are very good. No, they're not. I know. So, but, but are we just the old guys now? That, oh, man, back in our day, it was so much better. And uh, I sound old, but you guys are much older than me, so... True. And right. it was different. Look at the crew that came out of... I mean, when we were young enough to be watching SNL. Yeah. I mean, look at the crew that came out of there. Yeah. Steve Martin... Belushi. Well, Steve Martin, he just hosted a bunch. He was never on. That. Oh, you're right. But yeah, Belushi, uh, Bill Murray, Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Jack Aykroyd, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, and then later on, Eddie Murphy. That's where he got his start. Will Ferrell, Dana Carvey, on and on. But uh, and that's a couple different generations of shows there too. Yeah. I mean, the the Dana Carvey, the Will Ferrell. That's a different generation than the yeah yeah. And the the late '80s, it was really bad, and the early '80s was really bad. So they, they go through these iterations of bad. All right, enough of the Tropical Storm news. Really? And co- Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, news in sports. Oh, wait, never mind. We don't care. Science. I think that McGregor fight is tonight. Uh, there, ooh, news in sports. The top story on Google News in sports is a video which we're not going to play because this is an audio production. Connor and Khabib fans, they brawl at the weigh-in. They do? Yeah, apparently. So they're starting early. Oh. So that's a tonight fight, yeah, on Saturday? I think it's tonight. Yeah. He still. Ha- I wonder if he still has charges hanging over McGregor's head. Because, I don't know, a few months is ago. Is this like mistletoe? <laughs> no, he went berserk. There was a Ooh, busload Khabib? of... No, no, McGregor. McGregor. There was like a busload of you... Uh, UFC fighters, and he was like throwing chairs around and at them. Yeah, and oh. at the bus. It was weird. Well, okay, they're not gonna have a problem with it because these ratings. Well, yeah. Well, it's being charged, and the, I mean, there's no, there's no court yet. Well, it's probably not true then, right? 
Is this a job interview? No, no, no. Or is this a criminal proceeding? <laughs> and it's the Entertainment Network. Although, right. <laughs> so here you go, Entertainment Network. There was a, I just saw that an MTV star got sentenced to eight years for tax evasion. And there was like a, some kind of um, uh, like uproar from his reality show that, well, he's gotten clean and he, you know, he's proven and he's paid back his, you know, he's already paid his restitution mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to go to prison also. You should give him probation. And they said, no, you're going, you're going away for eight months. Mm. Wow. All right. All right. It just, I think it just elevated about 20 degrees in this room. No. I'm never. pretty sure it did. Never. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show, davidallenshow.com on uh, the interweb. I actually have an email account, davidallenshow at gmail.com if you ever want to talk to us. Or send us money, that'd be all right. You can do that. Yeah, I want my money. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, all right. Is there uh, a guest appearance fee? Yes, you pay us. <laughs> yes, fifty dollars. Yeah, there is a fee for you in order for you to yep. appear. Yep. <clears throat> Thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> Actually, you get a quarter of what we get. Fantastic. So, uh, rake it in after everybody. expenses. Rake it in. Uh, this, uh, yeah, this is our third show in a week. Less than two weeks. Was it less than two? Yeah. Which is mind blowing. And I'm just not sure what to think about it. Anyway, um, thanks no, for listening. Less than a week. Less than, well, last Saturday. Oh, man. It was Saturday, no, Thursday, Sunday. and Saturday. No, Sunday. It was Sunday. It was, Thursday. oh, my word. And Thursday. Oh, no wonder there's nothing to talk Thursday about. Yeah. Show.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have uh, any... Anyway, Money. Yeah. Never, please send it. Just send your cash. Have a great night, everyone. Jay, thanks for being with us again. Thank thanks you, for Jay. Me. Absolutely. And, and just to be clear, we did try... The last two episodes to get him on. You did. And he had legitimate reasons Better for things to do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you brushed your teeth that much. <laughs> I had to wash my hair. Watch it in a mirror? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wash. Yeah. He's got a little fat. Out with severely chapped lips. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. Hey, yo. Peanut Gallery, thanks for being in here again. Yeah. Yes. Do you know how you can tell if somebody is a vegan? How? Uh, Let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> Over. And and over. Over. I, tr- over. I tried eating vegan once, but Ooh, did they um, taste good? Uh, they're easy to catch, but their meat is really stringy. And I'm out. Hold on, wait. And I'm spent. David Allen Show at gmail.com, everybody. Thanks for coming back. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>